You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Hey friends, guess what? It's time for Soul Survival Weekend at the Omega Institute. I'm going to be in upstate New York at the Omega Institute on September 8th through the 10th, and I want you to join me. It's just a month away. I will be joined by the phenomenal psychic medium, John Holland. He is considered one of the world's foremost mediums in the world. You will experience his mediumship, and who knows, maybe he's going to connect with one of your long-lost loved ones. You will also hear from Anita Morjani, whose transformational near-death experience has changed millions of lives around the world. I cannot wait to hear about that. And Rebecca Campbell is going to guide us all through a beautifully nurturing soul journey that you will love. And of course, I am going to take us all through a very long and transformational past life regression session. We're also going to have a panel so that you can meet us and ask us any questions you'd like. We're going to be up there in the beautiful surroundings of upstate New York, nurtured by nature and just having a beautiful healing weekend of retreat, restoration and rejuvenation. So join me for soul survival, reawaken the joy within on September 8th through the 10th. And I cannot wait to see you there. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Care. Hey, dear ones, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I'm so excited today because I want you to meet my new friends, Pia and Cullen. I met Pia and Cullen because their materials have been winning awards for many, many years, and they have the most fantastic Pleiadian wisdom cards and calendars and things like that. You're going to love their material and what they're sharing Pia and Cullen, welcome to Healing Arts. It's so good to be with you today. Thank you, Shelly. We're delighted to be with you. Yes, like minds getting together. Um, So I I have an audience here who is really resonating with extraterrestrials and interdimensional consciousness and things like that. So I would love it if the two of you would share how you came into your work originally and how it's evolved over the years to these latest, um, this Pleiadian wisdom deck, which I absolutely adore. Thank you. Childhood? (laughs) Yeah, childhood. Yes, that sounds great. We're very nosy and we like all the details. (laughs) (laughs) If we start at the very beginning, Pia and I had what we would call relatively unusual childhoods. We grew up on opposite sides of America. One of us grew up on the West Coast, one grew up on the East Coast. But when we got together, we realized that we actually developed in ways simultaneously, even though we were years before meeting each other. And we were in connection or contact with so many different beings, so many different realms as little kids 
Um, we worked with the David kingdom. We worked with the little people. We worked with the angelic kingdom. Fairies. Um, we were. Oh. We, and some interstellar beings as well. So who were, when I was six years old, were in my room talking to me every night. So, so we've been doing this a long, long time, all of our lives. So if we if we fast forward that, um, we both chose professional careers um, quite different from one another, and we pursued that for a very long time. And then a little over two decades ago, we began understanding that someone wanted to communicate with us differently than what I have just explained about the other communications that we were involved so with. So the story goes that I was fixing Cullen a birthday dinner because it was his birthday. And we sat, had just sat down to eat. And all of a sudden the shortwave radio in our house automatically turned itself on. Now we were living about 9,000 feet in the mountains with no communication with anybody in the outside except for this radio. So we kind of looked at each other and said, did you turn that on? And both of us said no. And then we noticed the time on the clock was exactly the hour and the minute of Cullen's birth. So we thought that's a synchronistic, interesting thing. So we got up and turned the radio off, continued the birthday celebration. The next night, the same thing happened again. Exactly, exactly at the same, same time. This went on for about a week or 10 days, and we moved the radio to different outlets around the house, still came on. We finally unplugged it completely, still came on. And at that point, we got up and stood in front of it and said, who's here? How can we help? And we we began getting information that, that I guess we could say we were we were telepathically hearing information coming to us, not, not verbal, but, but telepathically. But the interesting thing about that, Shelley, is that we heard identical words at the same time. Cullen would say to me, I just heard, we're here to support you. And I would say, that's exactly what I just heard. And I would say, I asked who they are, and they said they're one of six and six of one. And Cullen would say, that's what I heard. What's that mean? So the conversation that was coming through was coming through to both of us simultaneously, which was pretty interesting. So this, this went on for weeks. And then I don't, I don't know how to explain this easily or clearly. Well, let's tell them about the medical conference. We, <laughs> we were... We were saddened that we were going to miss one of our conversations because we had a medical conference we were attending. And we checked into our hotel and we were just a little bit, well, this is what we need to do, but we're sorry we're going to miss this. And exactly at the same time, the night before the conference started, the television turned itself on. And they came through and they said, you don't think we only come through your radio, do you? So, <laughs> so after a number of weeks, something switched and we didn't just hear telepathically this information and the information was varied it was about interstellar travel it was Quantum a, physics it was about binary numbers it was advanced, about advanced medicine technology you name it. it it was just interesting things that we were already interested in but we were being given more than we already knew if we if we fast forward a little bit further, we started speaking out loud what they were communicating with us. And eventually we we started recording these conversations. We couldn't keep up. We were taking notes. Um, we were trying to be as shorthanded as we could, just not full sentences, but trying to capture what they were telling us. And we couldn't keep up. And one of us luckily said, why don't we record what we're saying? And so all those years ago, we started recording on an old little tiny reel-to-reel -reel compact disc recorder. Which eventually turned into Larkman's first book. We transcribed the recordings and the conversations and that became the first book in their Wisdom from the Stars trilogy. So we did the books and then 
sometime in there, either before or after the books, I think it was before that, they asked us, would we go public and bring them to the public? And we said, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I was a practicing psychologist at the time. And Cullen and I laugh about this because I was in a very progressive place. We lived in Boulder, Colorado. So it was very progressive. But I walked into my colleagues and said, guess what? I'm hearing voices. And everybody looked at me and they started laughing. And we shared with them the story of what was going on. They said, that's amazing. We then, they, they supported us 100%. We then took this group, LARCMA, to a PhD community where I had colleagues and presented it to a panel of PhDs. This was, a, this was at a university. At a university in California. And one of them said, we're going to test them. And we said, fine, go ahead. And he said, I lost something four or five months ago. Can't find it. Where is it? Larkma immediately said, get up and go to your closet and get your green sweater. It's in the pocket. He went up, got the green sweater, looked in the pocket, and he came back just all grins and said, I believe. This is my keys. They've been missing four to five, you know, weeks now. So, or maybe it was months. I don't remember. So anyway, at the, after that meeting, they wrote us up on a psychological journey. Journal. journal psychological journal as alternating consciousness that can be trusted. So that began our tours all over the world of bringing this information to the public. And we've been doing it ever since. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. It's so amazing that LARCMA has enabled this to be proven in, proven in clinical settings to give credence to this work. So how does LARCMA identify as a one to six and six to one, like a group consciousness as well as an individual? Or how would you explain that? Yes, exactly, precisely. That's exactly right. It's like a family, individual members, but one agenda of what they want to accomplish and supporting and helping us. They, they are six individuals with their own ideas, feelings, theories, but everything they do is in a unified understanding that they, whatever they're doing, it doesn't matter what, what the topic is or what work they're involved with, they're in a unified sense where they realize that they all have to come up with the same idea to implement what they're trying to get across to humanity. So they're individuals, but, but they work as a, as a unified group. There's another thing about this also. Cullen told you we began speaking what they were saying. When we were in public gatherings, we would both speak simultaneously, and we had to stop that because people were getting lost in watching the show instead of listening to the message. So Larkma said, we would like only one of you to speak, and we're going to choose Pia's voice because it's more musical. But that doesn't mean that we're not coming through Cullen too. We require both of you be touching because we're using the words that are in both of your brains to bring forth the message. They don't, they don't, the Pleiadian society doesn't speak in a, in a, a, a written or spoken language like we humans do. They, they communicate through musical tones and mathematical tones, heart to heart. So they have to use our knowledge of human words in order to make sense to humanity. So they, they pick what they need from both of our minds or our brains simultaneously in order to speak out loud through us. And sometimes they'll ask us a word and they'll say, we're not sure we understand this word. Did we use it properly? So it's, it's a learning for them as well while they're using our brains as well as our learning from, from them. It's a learning for them and from them. So the Pleiadians are very um, instrumental, I think, in assisting humanity. So what are some of the things they're helping us with? Developing our intuition is a big one, teaching us to join the heart and the mind together because on this planet, they've been so separated out. We've been trained that the mind is everything and the heart is, well, get to it when you get to it, you know, but they, they emphasize that love is really important 
and that the heart should be giving directions to the mind, not the other way around. Yeah. That's I think I think their biggest interest, their biggest task is to reignite humanity to understand that the, the highest, most powerful energy in the universe is love. And they come from an absolutely loving place in, in their development. And they're, they're very free to say things that, that they hope will help us. They've said publicly for years, we went through an evolutionary process also. We, we found great difficulty in our own evolution. We had to go through things that you're now going through. And one of the reasons we wanna help you is to get past some of the blockages, some of the shadows, some of the things that are keeping you from actually evolving as quickly or, or maybe as balanced as you could be. So the love, the love quotient or the love interest is huge in their work. I think another thing that's really important that they're trying to do is they're trying to empower us to remember who we are and to remember the light that we carry and to start listening to our own hearts where all the wisdom is. They frequently say publicly, don't believe us, trust your own heart. We're just showing you our perspective. But if our perspective doesn't resonate with your heart, disregard it. You should never listen to anybody outside of your heart except to get perspective. That's it. And we, so, and we, you finish with that? Mm -hmm. We think this is really an important element in what they're trying to help us with because this is a big topic and it, it's something that a lot of people don't like to talk about this, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. There are a lot of false prophets in every epoch and every, every age who are bringing information, whether it's channeled or simply egotistically coming through someone, there's a lot of junk material that's being broadcast that simply isn't very believable. Unfortunately, many humans tend to believe stuff that's very sensational, that's very gut-wrenching, that's very, I don't know, bandwagon-ish. It's and things that get their... their sensational buttons pushed so that they can get into a fear mode. Uh-oh, what is this going to mean? And that's exactly the opposite of what Lartma's trying to do. Lartma's trying to help us move beyond fear to dissolve fear by trusting in love. So, so Cohen's right. There's a lot of that going on right now. So the reason I brought this up was to add to what Pia said a moment ago. When they say, don't believe us, if what we say doesn't resonate, Stop listening, let it go. Seek your own wisdom, first of all, or listen to someone else that makes you feel confident that what's being transmitted is not only truthful, but makes you feel good, heightens your vibration, heightens your sense of, of oh, this is, this is something positive. This is something good. I like this and it helps me. That's why I brought up the false prophet understanding because there's so much stuff out there that, that really is not helpful. Shelly, when we first started doing public gatherings, people would come up to us afterwards and say, can we please have a private session? And Lartma at the time had told us no private sessions. We want to keep our focus on reaching as many people as possible. And then one day in a public gathering, Lartma announced, Pia and Cullen will now be doing private sessions individually. <laughs> they didn't tell us in advance. They just knew that we would agree it with whatever they suggested. It, it surprised us. And our life became much, much busier because people from all over the world started bombarding us with phone calls and emails saying, I really need a private session or I would really appreciate a private session. But it makes sense because Lartma's work is to help us clear out the shadows and move beyond the fear into the higher vibratory state. So I'm really happy that they shifted from that and we only present in groups to, yes, let's address individual problems that people had. They finally caught on that people needed to talk to them personally. So, so that's a pretty basic synopsis of how we met. I mean, we have tales and tales about 
odd things that happened when, when they were trying to introduce themselves to us. In the very beginning, there were almost poltergeist-like episodes where we would have lights turning on and off in the house for no reason. We would have funny things like if I put my shoes in a certain direction, we always keep a shoeless house. When we come in, we take our shoes off and, and don't use them until we go back out again. Well, I would position my shoes in a certain direction so I could get back into them easily upon leaving the front door. Well, one night they moved my shoes into a different direction. And so we woke up the next morning and I thought, did Pia play a, a April Fool's trick on me? What is this about? And we asked them and they said, we did this to show you that maybe it would be good if you walk in a different direction. Think about what you're doing. Get out of your habitual patterns. Try something different. They also did things like turning the water on and they would say, we did that because we want you to have more flow in your life. So pay attention because water is magic. They've written a lot about the magic of water. So in the very beginning, there was, there was a lot of humor and a lot of... Um, metaphorical messages or symbols given to us. And it was really pretty funny. I mean, after a while we expected it and they kept doing it. It was really quite fun. Wow, this is just so amazing. I mean, so many good points you're making here about, I think that the society, like the technology is good. I mean, it enables us to obviously to have conversations like the ones we're sharing here today. And yet it seems all the content and all the material out there, like you said, it's hard for people, I think, to weed through all of this, to even slow down enough to figure out, wait a minute, is what I'm consuming here, how is it making me feel? And feel? You know, that is so important. I don't think we take time enough to think about how we're feeling when we're receiving certain things. I think that's absolutely true. Um, we are so sped up. That's what I was going to say. As a society, since the invention of the computer, since the invention of social networking, humanity is so sped up, we actually don't know what we're doing because we don't take the time. We simply don't take the time to reflect or integrate what we're doing or what we're learning. And, and I, I think it's really interesting. Larkma, one of the things they do tell the public often is... We know you think your technology is cutting edge. Ha, ha, ha. Your technology is quite archaic, to be truthful. They said, your technology is as damaging as it is helpful. And the technology we use is absolutely benign. benign. It's, it's, it's life enriching. It's, it's filled with light. It's so they tell us we have a ways to go in our technological evolution. Yeah, I could definitely see that. We've got to be just light years behind pretty much everybody else in the cosmos <laughs> at this point. And we think we're so wonderful, which I mean, you know, we're pretty good, but we're really not all that. <laughs> exactly. We're getting there. We're trying. Yes. And I think you bring up another point. You know, we have all of this divisive, um, just a lot of fighting, a lot of upheaval that I think was pretty much amplified after the pandemic, after everybody was shut in. And in a way, I mean, we can say, oh, this is horrible. But like you said, all of this stuff has to come up and be transmuted. And as you mentioned, Lachma says, well, we've been through things like this before. Is this pleasant? Of course not. But this is part of the process that's getting us to where we need to be. So don't you think the pandemic was kind of an interesting time to kind of speed up our journey on this path to where Lachma is talking about where we need to be? Well, it's definitely given us the incentive to awaken and pay more attention and be more responsible. Absolutely, we have become more responsible and are paying more attention to who is giving the directions on this planet, because it's not always those we think are giving the directions on the planet. Yeah, it's it, it was a, I think one of those double-edged swords, one of those double-sided coins, it was challenging, it was difficult, it was, it, it was something that humanity has never, ever experienced before. Nothing like this has ever occurred. However, what both of you just mentioned, it did bring people closer together in some ways, although we weren't allowed 
to touch or to communicate in normal fashion. On the other hand, it enabled us to be at home, to communicate, to spend more time personally with each other. So in a way, yes, I agree with what you said. It, it was, I guess, a disguised good thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a lot of, you know, difficulties, tragedies, et cetera. I still think we have to come out. I just try to look at everything about, you know, what what did we get that was positive? And I, I do think that you spend all your life, like you said, just we're running around like, you know, like hamsters on a wheel over here. We had to stop and come inside and go, wait a minute, what is it that I'm really valuing? What am I not valuing? And maybe I was taking people for granted. Well, you don't take them for granted anymore. You know, everybody gets together these days and they're like, oh, thank God we're all together again. You know, and I think that's always a good thing too. Yep. Yes, we, we like you, Shelley, try to look and see what can we be grateful for? Because gratitude is a great opening to getting your heart more open, making you more compassionate towards others and moving beyond that mindset of victimhood. Gratitude is a great thing to help us on our journey. All, all challenges, no matter what they look like, also can create opportunities. And I think what we're talking about right now, this topic, we, we were given the ability to create newness. We, we created things that, that humanity was not working with or dealing with or even looking at. So I think the idea or the element of opportunities coming out of challenge Chaos always creates something new. It always does that. And any new birthing process, no matter what it is, human gestation, creating a new company, creating a new friendship, it doesn't matter what it is. There's always chaos that causes yeah. some kind of growth, some kind of newness that is developmental. And I think if we look at situations like the pandemic, we can positively say, yes, we did learn. Yes, we did move forward. Yeah, I think that when we're comfortable, you know, it would be nice if we would just choose to grow on our own. But I think most people, including myself and, you know, not you, of course, but maybe some viewers, I don't know, you know, we don't, we're not going to get up off the couch and go do something unless there's something uncomfortable. Sometimes it's forcing us into a situation and then you do get to see just exactly how resilient we are, how resourceful we are. We, you know, people locked us in our houses. What are we supposed to do? You know, and I think everybody got through it. Um, I remember just feeling really grateful that I was a little bit older during this situation because I, I really do feel for the younger people. I think this would have been horrible if I had been younger and, and I, the people who are much younger, I think when you don't have as much life experience to see how things are going and that everything is going to work out, believe it or not, you know, when you're a younger person, I think that would have been very, very difficult. So I think it affected everybody differently, but I'm hoping now that we're starting to finally get back to normal, we can just take the best and, and move forward and, and move into that space that you're speaking of that I think we all are striving to get to. I think that's absolutely true. Absolutely. So, so does Larkma have any messages or wisdom for this audience today? Would you like them to speak to your audience directly? I would love it if they would like to. That would be amazing. Okay, give us a moment to shift energies and feel free to ask them whatever you would like to ask them. They, they most likely, because you're the interviewer, they most likely will ask you what your heart song is when they introduce themselves. And what they mean by that is just how you speak yourself into being, how you say who you are. Your name and your voice, it's your energetic signature. So you can just say your first name and that will be just fine. Or an adopted, if you have a, if you have a if special you have a show name. name that you use for your, your shows, anything like that you will Or a use. spiritual name, it doesn't anything. matter. But it's how you view yourself. They will ask that and get your energy signature. And then oh, okay. With, but they'll ask you for your heart song. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Hello, dear one. We are Larkma, and we are here because we love you and we wish to support you on your evolutionary journey. Please give us your heart song. Shelly. Shelly, delighted to meet your very vibrant energy. How can we share in a way that you and your listeners will be most benefited today? Thank you so much for being with us. Share with our listeners something to encourage them if, if they're having a difficult time right now, some encouragement on how things are unfolding. We would say to think of the process of birth. In the process of birth, you go through some challenges before the actual new being arrives in the birth process. There is some pain, some discomfort. You become out of size, not your regular size during a pregnancy. And you may not feel your normal energetic self during the pregnancy. But once you give the birth, you have a new being, a new life, and you move forward in your own life. In the same way, you are going through a birth process right now where you are moving out of the forms that you are accustomed to, which is a carbon-based form here in the third dimension. And you're moving into a more light-filled form at a higher vibration that will be much more capable of doing things that you have imagined but not yet been able to do. So moving into a process where you are freer, more high vibrational essence, all of these things is what you are working to achieve. This is a process of transcendence. We would also say, remember that patterns and habits keep you stuck in loops of the same old thing. So even though this period of energy may feel to you quite chaotic, remember that all new things are born out of chaos. They do not come out of familiarity or habits and patterns that you are comfortable with. So you're absolutely going to be uncomfortable during this process. We give you tools to help you move forward, telling you things like laugh a lot, find things to laugh because that lifts your vibration. Take care of your body by walking in nature, by choosing food that is plant-based, which has more energy for you so that you can feel better in your day-to-day -day activities. Be kind to one another because everyone is going through some level of struggle and you may not understand what their struggle is, but being kind not only raises your vibration, but it helps the one you are being kind to as well. So it's good for everyone. We like to encourage people when they make their choices to choose for the highest good of all because you have been trained on this planet to compete. You have been trained to get ahead, to be number one. We would say you are one and the same. And the more you cooperate with one another, rather than trying to compete with one another, the less your suffering will be. For you will always be there for one another in ways that you are just now discovering. We would say you have much to look forward to. But don't focus entirely on what the looking forward to is going to be. Focus on what you can find in your now moment and the present to be grateful for or what in the now moment needs to be cleared from shadows or fears or things that make you uncomfortable. These are suggestions we would make for each of you. We would also say we are available to help anyone who is interested to clear personal shadows or traumas that are still stuck within your system at an energetic, emotional, or mental level so that we can help you move beyond them and be more vibrant yourself. We offer conversations on a regular basis where you can listen to what we have to say, comment yourself, and ask questions, as well as doing personal sessions. Tian Cullen can tell you a little bit about those if you like. But we are here for you because we want you to move through your process with less distress 
then we move through our own evolutionary process. We are here to support you. And the main reason we do this is out of the energy of love. Does that give your viewers something to look forward to and positive? Excellent. So true and so appreciated. So Pia and Cullen have told us that you had trying times that you have also overcome to achieve your current high vibratory status. And so could you explain how you got to that point to give us even more hope for where we're headed on earth? The main thing that we utilized to help us make the evolutionary leap was banding together in cooperation. Once we realized that we were not entirely individual, but that we were a group of the same species, we were a group of cosmic citizens working to achieve the same goal, higher consciousness. Once we realized that, we started utilizing our individual perspectives in a way that it could benefit everyone in unity. And that one simple understanding, which was revelatory for us because we had focused upon individual awareness, that one simple thing shifted everything, just as it will for you when you stop judging one another and stop competing with one another. When you make that one simple shift, you will find that you jettison yourself into a much higher vibratory state with more freedom, more joy, and more of what you wish your world to be. It does feel like we're in that kind of the same situation and that we have historically been seen as separate and now we are attempting to move into this unity. So, so this is very encouraging to note. And yes. I thank you. You are on a planet that is based on duality, but unfortunately you have been trained through people who are ignorant or did not wish you to understand the true nature of duality. That duality is actually a separate form of unity. Duality is giving you the opportunity to see perspectives that are opposite so that you can bring them together for unified movement for unified decisions. It is not just opposites to keep you separated in the way that you have been trained. If you have a coin in front of you, one side may be heads, as you call it, one side may be tails, as you call it, and they look very, very different, but it is still one coin. It is spent the same way when you use it for spending. In the same way, you have night and day, but they are part of the atmosphere and the planetary movement here on Earth. They are not as separate as you perceive them. You have male and female, but you are androgynous beings, actually, who carry a bit of male and a bit of female in each of you. You just manifest in one gender or another for exploration while you're in this third dimensional life. You can look at every opposite on the planet in this way and see it as just perspectives that are here to help you grow. And when you do that, you enhance your ability to do things from a more unified perspective that is there for the highest good of all. Excellent. So you mentioned us attempting to shift out of this third dimension. Are we currently in the fifth dimension or how would you describe where we're at now and where we're going? That is a very big mistake in human understanding. This is another thing you have been badly trained in and that is that you graduate from one level to the next like going from grade school to college. You are not really in a hierarchical system. That's part of the illusion of time here on this planet. You are actually moving out of the limitations of third dimension into multidimensional experience where you may, by using your conscious awareness, be in the fifth dimension, the ninth, the seventh, the twelfth. You may choose which dimension you wish to be in. You're not limited to moving only from the third to the fifth, 
although many, many of your false prophets talk about your being in the fifth dimension now. We see that as completely limiting and not truthful because those who believe that do not have the whole picture. We're not saying that they are intentionally misleading you, although some may be. We're just saying they don't see the larger cosmic perspective of what multidimensionality really is and how free it makes you once you recognize that you have the potential to be in any dimension you wish according to the choices you make. Excellent. So Pia and Cullen were telling us about your fabulous technology and how much better it is, obviously, than what we have here now. Are we going, do you feel that we can evolve to um, begin to create newer technologies that would be more beneficial than the ones we're currently using? I assume the answer is yes, but I was wondering what you can, thought about that. Can you? Absolutely you can, but it requires that you begin to focus on light and less on your perceived science. Right now, your technology is based on mechanics and the science of mechanics. You need to focus your technology on putting light into everything that you do. And then the technological genius will appear and those who are able to grasp the concepts of being able to travel in a light ship or being able to communicate through sending out love and light. The technology that we use is absolutely based on love and light, and you absolutely can achieve that as well. Will you? That we're not sure of. Because this is a planet of choice, you have choices to make. There are many who are choosing the metaverse, which is not the same thing as the multiverse. That is a false technological artificial intelligence scenario that is one path humanity can choose to take. The higher path we are trying to help you attain is the path of the multiverse, where you are free to be in multiple dimensions, where you are happy, not because someone tells you you will own nothing and be happy, but because you actually experience the joy of love. So there's a very different pathway humans can choose right now. And it is both an individual choice and a collective choice. That is amazing. Um, you mentioned artificial intelligence. I was gonna ask you about that because as you know, it's very, um, it's just come up out of nowhere that now it's everywhere. We're aware that it is happening here, but is it, you know, there's been people who have warned that perhaps we don't know what we're doing with this technology. And I was just wondering what you think about that. I think you've kind of spoken about that. There's good and bad ways we can go about this, but I was wondering if you could share more. Our perspective is that you absolutely do not know what you're doing. Those who are developing artificial intelligence do so under misguided information. You feel that once you create something with artificial intelligence, you will have more leisure time to be able to achieve things that are valuable to you, or that you'll be able to control things more on your planet. But this planet is not needing more control. This planet needs less control and more unified action together that comes from the energy of love. So it is a choice, and there is a great split going on about who is making the choice to go with the metaverse and the artificial intelligence, and who is choosing to return to nature, advance their consciousness through higher choices, and become cosmic citizens as you move through this process of transcendence. Amazing, amazing. Well, we so appreciate your sharing, your energy, and your love, and um, I'm sending you lots and lots of love as well, and we appreciate you taking this time with us today. And we feel the energy of your love, how it radiates from you out to us and also to all those who are listening to your show. This also is of great benefit. We appreciate what you are doing to help everyone move into higher vibratory states. Thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation. We love you. Good always. Thank you.
<clears throat> and they're back. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. I'm getting the chills. That was incredible. <laughs> they must have anticipated. I'm in my mind going, I want to ask about artificial intelligence. And then they, they spoke about it before I could even say anything. Amazing. They do that a lot. They read what's in your heart before it gets to your mind. And then oftentimes they will bring it up. People often are amazed when they have a personal session with Larkma that Larkma knows things that they don't expect anybody outside of their own consciousness could know. And I have a little joke about this. Um, I say that Larkma is a little bit like Santa Claus. They know when you're naughty or nice. <laughs> yes. So are we getting lumps of coal in our stockings? <laughs> or are we Never. getting candy canes and sugar plums? I don't know. Hopefully the latter, I think. The one thing that Larkma never does is judge. They offer their perspective. They tell you what your choices will lead to if you continue. But they say, but it is your choice and we honor your choice because this is a plan of choice. Yeah, they are, they are such an energy of acceptance and support. Um, they have no, no judgmental belief in, in their, their makeup. Their, their society is, has absolutely left the, the arena of judgment. That's part of their evolutionary process that they went through. They, they do not judge. They, they simply observe and they give their perspective and it's open to the person who's listening or the group or the collective to make their own choice. Is, is this the truth that I'm hearing? Is this good for me? Do, does this raise my vibration? And that's really all they're about. That's really their, their reason for helping us. Amazing. Amazing. So tell us, um, I'm going to have the links below. And again, friends, I want you to check out Pia and Cullen's amazing books and materials. They are absolutely amazing and they're beautiful. So tell us about your website and spell it out, even though I'm going to have it in the show notes so that people will spell Larkma correctly. It's Larkma.com and that's spelled L-A-A-R-K. M -A -A com, And you'll find on there what you just said, Shelly, the, the oracle cards, the calendars, the books, interviews that we've done, articles that we've written. And there's also a place where if you sign up for the newsletter, you will be notified of when Larkma does live calls, which they do twice a month. The first Sunday of every month, they have an open question and answer service service where anybody can listen to their message and then ask questions or make comments. And then another Sunday of the month, they will have just a short message where they sort of update us on what's going on on our planet. So these are free of charge. Anybody can join if they want. We do have the recordings available later for people who miss it, but the calls themselves are free of charge because LARPMA wants to help as many people as possible. And, and I want to just say one thing about their name. Once, once we were communicating openly and regularly, we asked, how do we call you? What, is there a name we can use? And they said, no, not really in your language. Um, it, it just, we, we, can't, we can't translate exactly how we call ourselves. And we said, well, can you give us an approximation and they said, well, it will be musical. It won't be just letters and words. And so that's how we came upon the spelling and the pronunciation. And they actually pronounce it Larkma, because that is in their musical way of communicating. And interestingly, one of our followers many years ago came to us one day and said, we understand that Larkma speaks in musical tones and mathematical tones, but the name that they have chosen to use for humanity begins with Lark, and that is a very melodious songbird. We'd never thought about that connection until they said that, but it's true. Wow, yeah. 
That is incredible. That That's also very interesting. I was thinking, I need to ask you about the origins of their name. So, so thank you for making this so easy for me today um, by anticipating all my questions in advance. It's amazing. And wonderful. So I have really loved um, being with the two of you today. You are a great couple. We appreciate what you're doing. I love your books and your work. And friends, I really highly encourage you to go check out all of this award-winning material. Um, I know there's a lot of people watching this show who will really, really resonate with everything that you have. And I'm just wishing both of you continued love and joy and success and happiness and all you're doing. Thank, thank you. Thank Shelley. you. And we, we want to say thank you for doing what you're doing because you're bringing information to the public that's so necessary right now. Um, and you're a wonderful interviewer. You are, you are absolutely you. an amazing interviewer because there's an organic sense about the questions you bring up and the dialogue that, that you help us share what we know together. So um, I'm happy to say that, that what you're doing is equally important as what we're doing because you're broadcasting information that's changing people's lives. Thank you so much. I like to wing it on these shows and um, <laughs> I just enjoy the conversation that we've had today. It's been so much fun. So I thank you. And friends, guess what? We've done it again. Another episode of Healing Arts. So you've got to check out Pia and Cullen's materials. You will see those below. And I will see you on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hey friends, have you wanted to access the Akashic Records but had no idea how to do that? Well, guess what? My new book, Journeys Through the Akashic Records, will take you step by step through the process so that you can access other realms of consciousness for your own healing and transformation. This book will show you how to open the door to this wellspring of information, meet with your spirit guides, do present life healing, psychic protection, go out into the field of possibilities to access your higher soul's purpose, meet your guides and helpers, your soul group, and so much more. Again, over 50 guided journeys await you as you access the Akashic Records and receive information that is personal to you for your healing and self-transformation. Check out the book now. Just go over to my website, pastlifelady.com. Click on the book link and order today. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady.